Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. It's episode 232. I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt. This is my favorite part of every two weeks, putting myself over, telling myself that I'm amazing, reminding you that I'm the best, and reminding you also that with us, as always, it's the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bear bringer, the beast master of Third Shift. It's Eric. He's here with me. He's ready to tell you guys. How was week was? I am the chewer of rings. I just bit into my ring and I thought I chipped a tooth, <laughs> but I didn't. It's all right, everybody. You know what? I've already chipped a tooth before. A friend of mine, he once slammed a beer into my mouth and freaking chipped my whole front tooth off and I had to get it surgically fixed. It was awesome. That's a side story for another day, though. <laughs> this week, it's been an interesting week. All right? So... As you all know, I've been kind of fluctuating on games, just kind of going here and there, a little bit everywhere. I'm not quite finding my space, but I'm finding spaces that I like in other games, you know, in all sorts of games. So, as per usual, I've been playing some Nier Automata, but as I told you last week, it's hit and miss. I'll get in a few missions in, I'm having a great time, then I'm like, I'm going to go do a few side missions. Some of them are fine. Some of them are like way above your level, but they don't tell you that. And it's like level 50 enemies just start attacking you. Like I said, the questing in this game is so weird. It just is so weird. It doesn't make sense. There's no pattern to it. There's quests that are like way above you in the middle of the area you've already defeated long time ago. Just strange. It's a strange game, but it's super cool. And I still love the hell out of it. And I still enjoy playing it. And every time... You know, 2B and 9S are talking and, you know, doing their little interactions. I'm falling more in love with those characters. It's it's awesome. That game is great. So it is not by any means done with. Are you still on the first playthrough or are you on the second one? Oh, yeah. Still on the first oh, playthrough. You don't even know the there. best parts yet. Oh, my God. I know. I know. And I already understand uh-huh. that. So, I, you know, like I said, this game's nowhere near done. I still love it. I'm still having a great time. But I've been trying to like max out power level, do yeah. all sorts of stupid things, which I've decided I think I'm gonna just gonna kind of cruise through and get this first playthrough done with, and then on the second go around we'll see about kind of taking care of some more side stuff and messing around more and more, mm-hmm. because I'm getting to that point where I'm like, all right, oh my side quest, and then like two in, I'm like, oh I'm done. Whereas whenever I do the main stuff, I'm just in yeah. it, and I keep going. I don't want to stop playing. I want to stop playing. I want to stop playing. So I'm like, Eric, just do the stuff where you don't want to stop playing. Don't go messing around and then getting distracted. So that's what I'm going to do with that. So I'm looking forward to it. And then the medium. Over the weekend, I, you know, I was playing it beforehand, and it was kind of hit and miss. You know, I was liking some of it. It was a little slow, a little kind of man. And I still love how they have the fixed angles, and I still love that whole old school kind of perspective on the survival horror game. But I, I will say that I am used to the new games. I am used to the new stuff. So sometimes it's frustrating. But I got a good playthrough this weekend, and I was just sitting there going to town with the medium and really getting in there, had a nice jump scare, had some really cool atmospheric moments with me. It was feeling really good, feeling really great. I got to meet you know, the main baddie and do the whole scenes, running away from him, and then was getting deeper and deeper into the story with the uh, the doctor and some other characters. So I feel invested and I feel like it's getting better and better story-wise and, and, and engrossing and just, you know, the whole 
atmospheric, dark, weird thing going on. And as you play it, you're getting more used to, oh, I feel like this is going to be where I need to be in the real world. I feel like this is where I'm going to be in the, uh, the, the weird, archaic, crazy world. You're kind of starting to feel like you know where you need to be nice. in every spot. So the whole having to go back through completely in every single spot isn't happening as much. So, so far, so good. Still invested, like in the medium. But, as I told you, I'm still wandering. I'm still over there like, oh, I don't know. These games are great and I love them. But I, I, I still need something else. Something. I just need something. It's like a Twix, you know, in a Milky Way, but it ain't quite a Snicker. And I was like, what's the game? What's what's that old Xbox pass have for me? What's that guy? So I'm looking, and I was like, RPG. You know, I, I'm telling you guys, I want an RPG. I really want an RPG. But as I was scrolling in the RPG section, Bloodstain came up. And I went, oh, my goodness. I love Castlevania, and I haven't played this yet. Let's do it. So, bam, download Bloodstain. Got going with it. And now I'm just hooked. Now, every day, I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. And I'm just going in there, leveling up, defeating enemies over and over, just like Symphony of the Night mm-hmm. style, so I can make sure I get all the rare items. I've already got the Chrysogrim-like weapons that does it like that. You know, everybody knows what I'm talking about who's played Symphony of the Night. Okay? That's what it sounds like. That's what it does. I'm in love. I'm over there just smacking baddies, no problem, having a good time. I will say the boss fights, they're abruptly difficult. Every time you get to a boss fight, it's like a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, boom, oh, I'm smoking you. You're getting hit for a ton of damage. And then you have to come back in and go, all right, this bad guy likes to jump twice, do the left hand hook. Then it likes to jump over, do a fireball. If you don't get those mechanics and you don't just kind of pay attention to that, mm-hmm. they slaughter you. There is no opportunity for you to just come in and go, lozy, 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 I'm going to win. Nope. You get hit and you're out. So it was kind of like a, whoa, hey, wait a minute. The heck just happened? So I die, got to come back. And that's the other point that I want to make. Man, it's old school. It's got the saves. You know, just like Symphony Night, you got to find the save points. I can't tell you. I, tell, I value my time. Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake this morning. In fact, I did about 37, 40 minutes almost where the gameplay without saving. I was just uh, going in having a great time. I did a boss fight. I did all sorts of stuff. Just never happened upon a save point. And of course, I was like, well, we're fine. We'll keep, we'll just keep going, you know, and instead of like backtracking way back to a mm-hmm. safe spot. And I got slaughtered. I got murdered. There was a sword doing some funky junk, one paying close attention and died. And I went almost 40 minutes back. And i that was almost it. I sat there and I stared at it. And I went, that's, I don't know, man. Do I do this over? I just cause good enough. I was just about to say that. I've gone through that like two or three times with games that I'm I'm enjoying, but not like I have to, have to, have to play this. And then mm-hmm. whenever that happens, I go, okay, I guess that's it. I played that game. It's mm-hmm. over with for me. And it's so bizarre because we lived through all of that. We lived through no saves back in the day. Mm-hmm. But now, if there's not a save room right before the boss room or at least some kind of auto save halfway through that 40 minutes, it just it, it, it burns. As an old man with so much to do, I yeah. auto saves are the best. 
in a game without him anymore, I'm just like, I don't know, man. This is a young man's game because I just, I can't afford to lose 40 minutes like that. Uh-huh. You you just wasted my time. You know, I get in trouble at work in real life because people waste my time. Mm-hmm. And you, a video game, want to waste my time? Uh-uh. <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm not about that. I'm not about it at all. So I almost quit. I, I was on the verge of it. But being as it was like 3.50 in the morning, I went, well, everything's a waste of time at 3.50 in the morning. <laughs> I'll give it one more shot. And then I got through, actually found a save and got past where I was when I got screwed over. Mm-hmm. So going into work and, you know, making the day, I went, all right, whatever. I got I got past the spot. Right. I made progress. You're not done for yet, but don't be screwing me over again, buddy. All right? That's the warning shot. You do this again to me, I'm out. I don't care if I finish you or not. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. So please, Bloodstain, make sure those save points are in very visible, easily accessible spots. Don't be silly. Don't make them in awkward, weird spots that I'm not going to catch as I'm progressing and then get screwed over. Please and thank you. So that's what I've been playing this week. What about you, Ben? Now, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there, and tell you that now I work four 10-hour shifts and it's weird and I'm exhausted when I get home and I don't have energy for anything. You know, you talked about losing 30 to 40 minutes of your life. I lose two hours of my everyday nightlife every day now because I work two full extra hours. And I also, my lunch is 30 minutes instead of an hour. Mm -hmm. So when I would go to lunch, I would pull out my switch and i go, oh yeah, I'd eat my lunch real quick. Like I'm in prison or something. I'll pull out my switch and go, oh yeah, here's... 55 minutes of Animal Crossing. Woo, get all my dailies done. If I missed one of my dailies, it would be like one. Like the one easy one. Oh, just check in at the Nook stop. All right. When you get home, remember to do that. And then your whole day's free. Your whole night. You got to have all this time in the world. You can do anything you want, me. And I was, oh, sweet. Good deal, me. And then the boss went, hey, now you're doing something else. And I go, okay, well, I'm still going to try and make it work. Uh, 30-minute lunch. Five minutes of eating food. Pull out the switch. I can do... Maybe a third of my dailies in Animal Crossing in 25 minutes. And I go, okay, well, remember, when you get home, you got two-thirds of this left to do. You got to find those villagers. You got to do this. You got to remember that you picked up a quest from one of them. You got to go catch this bug or catch that fish. Uh, Okay, so I go home and plug the switch in. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm mentally exhausted from being at work for 10 hours. I put on Animal Crossing. I'm like, all right, this is my happy place. I'm like, ah, I feel good. But it's also my relaxing place. And I lean back in the couch. And I go, ah. And I easy go. I just easy go through my island and finish up my dailies. And I look up at the window and it's dark out. Because I've lost two hours of my life. And then maybe 45 minutes to clean up those dailies. And I go, man. What else is there to do? Oh, I haven't even eaten dinner yet. All right, let me cook up something. Now it's later. Oh, now I got like an hour and a half. What am I going to do? Apparently, I'm going to do nothing. I got to find a little short bites kind of game to get me through. So I can be like, all right, after Animal Crossing's done, switch over. We're doing the short bites game. We're going to chick, 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 do a couple levels, do a couple rounds, do a couple somethings. Eric's got something for me. I got you cured. I got you cured. It's a game. This one, I, I don't know if you heard of it. It's called uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. 
I have never heard of that game before in my life. Yeah, never. I know. Yeah, man. it's fine. It's fine. It's just a really cool game. All right. <laughs> and it's bite sized. It has like all 13 characters. And huh? you take mm-hmm. uh, you take a spinner at all of them. And each like little scene that you do with them hmm. is, you know, anywhere from five to 15 minutes. And then you'll go on. You'll have to do another scene with another character. And it just kind of hmm. goes over hmm. and over and over. So in that hour long chunk, you could do probably three to four characters little scenes and then call it a night and then come back the next day and do another three, four characters, little scenes and call it a night. It's a really neat game. I I advise you check it out. Huh, that sounds kind of neat. When did that game come out? Like what year was that? 2020? Uh, you know, I don't know, 2020 or something like that. It was a now, long see, it's time funny because I, I looked on game of the year 2020. It's not anywhere. It's nowhere. This must not be a very good game. It must it got no awards. I watched the game awards. I have, I have the notes right here. Best RPG, it's not that. What's look? I'm, I actually do have the physical papers. I'm rustling the actual papers for the sound effect for you, listeners. <laughs> Don't hate me, Eric. That's a good idea. I was thinking maybe of finishing up a couple of the indies that I started. The quick runs through mm-hmm. this, you know, Rogue Legacy. Maybe finally start beating that. But that's a good one. It's a weird one because so many of my other things I have the disc. And it'll like sit out. Look at that case right there. I got to play that. Whereas that's digital on the system. And I'm mostly on my Xbox when I get home. So I got to think with my brain. I got to remember, you got to do two thirds of your dailies and you got to pick up that PS5 controller and actually play that system. Not just on Friday nights, but play it on the every other nights too. And you know what? I bet we got some other stuff that you should be playing in the releases this week. Get it, Eric. Tell me what I should be playing. I'll tell you what. You need to be playing Little Nightmares 2, all right? This was developed by Tarsier Studios, published by Bandai Namco. So you know it's good. And the reason you know it's good is because it had a previous installment, which was very good. Very, 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 very moody, very on point. So you take a place in Mono, and in the first one you go through a whole adventure. And the second one, guess what? You're the same character. It's like a 2.5D side-scrolling adventure, and you're going through what is a nightmare. All right? this It's super surreal. Think uh, Limbo. It's really dark, really moody. And as Mono, you're trying to escape this area, and you go through this little 2.5 side-scrolling adventure, and you got to solve puzzles along the way. You got your whole platforming action where like logs are come tumbling down, things are coming at you. You got to jump to space to space, go across ledges, all sorts of really cool environmental stuff happening. And at the same time, little nightmare. So you think nightmare. Every environment you're in is really twisted, really dark, really nightmarish. Just as the name implies, it's out for like everything. Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, 5, blah, 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 blah. Stadia, the whole nine yards. It was released February 11th, which is today for us, tomorrow for you, or whatever day you're listening to this. Really neat title. Something cool in this one is in the first one, it was just you solo. This time around, you get a friend. So after like the second level or so, you're going to find, the I think it's six, something like that, and the name's six. They're going to try to run away from you after you find them. But eventually they become a friend. They try to help you. And as you're going through, what's neat is you'll have to solve puzzles with six. So there'll be like cool little uh, platforms that you got to stand on. And you're like trying to figure out how to get through them, like jumping on them or whatever. And as you figure it out, so you're like, okay, if I stomp on this or put more weight on this or whatever the case may be, six will then pick up on what you're doing Mm -hmm. and help you. And then if you get in sync and like stomp harder or apply more pressure or whatever it is, 
six will follow suit, and then you get through the puzzle, and away you go to the next area. So really cool puzzle solving skills in that sense that you got like an AI character helping you out. Really moody, really scary, really weird. Just the things happening and the nightmarish environments you're in. Like I said, very much like Limbo. Very cool. I enjoyed what I saw of it so far. I really wanted to play the original. It was one of those titles that kind of just went and slipped by. This one, I'm hoping I can get a hold of. I don't know if it's on Xbox Pass or whatever that whole thing is. But I'm going to find out because if it is, I want to be playing it because I'm all about them 2D side-scrolling platforms, survival horror type adventure things, and I want to play this title. I highly recommend checking it out, even if it's something you've never heard of, because the polish is there. It looks great. It sounds great. The environments are freaking awesome looking, and it totally sets the mood if you want a late-night adventure to be like, oh my god, I'm in a terrible, scary nightmare. Little knives through the little teddy bears' heads, and little little trunks that you know, just seem like they're trunks, but they got little like clown faces on them, and you don't know if they're going to be bad guys or enemies or not, or what's going on. Piles of dead people, like adults all dead. Super weird. It's messed up. It's a little nightmares too. Get in there and check it out. It's anything you want it to be, and it's on any system you want it to be on. Well, speaking of something that's on any system you want it to be on, I'm talking about Wilmot's Warehouse, which has been out... I think for most systems for about like two years now, I think it came out in 2019, but now it's here for the PlayStation family of systems as of the 9th of February, developed by Hollow Ponds, published by Finji. This game I've heard a lot about, mostly from people like Idle Thumbs podcast, all kinds of these other podcasts and reviewers saying, there's something about this game, I can't put my finger on it, but I absolutely love it. Wilmot's Warehouse, it's all about, and this is this is my, my reviewer voice person saying, you work in a warehouse and a truck drops a bunch of stuff off, and then you organize the stuff that's on the truck, and then people want you to deliver that stuff to them. And it sounds really weird and just kind of boring and stupid, but you get so in your head about how I organize my stuff and how I can best deliver it. Like a lot of examples they gave are, it starts out easy. Like you got green apples on these little blocks. Basically the graphic style, it's all squares. It's all pixels. You're a little pixel dude with a, with a face on them. And then the truck drops off all these pixels and they have little pictograms on them. So maybe it drops off red apples and green apples. Well, you put the green apples off to the side, you put the red apples off to this side, and then when the little shutter window opens up and your coworkers go, I want two green apples and I want two red apples, back and forth among the four of them. You run around, grab them, put them away. All right, next time the truck comes in, now there's green apples, red apples, oranges, lamps, and a shoe. So how do you organize that so you remember where stuff's going? And after each round... There's more items added to the company's stock. And so the truck can drop off any number of those things. So now you have to go You go through and like, well, red apples and green apples on the sides don't work. Maybe I'm going to combine them into like a food quadrant of the warehouse. And then shoes are going down here with socks and boots and this and that. And then you find all these things that kind of like cross your mental boundaries. Like I have a hat section. So I put the night helmet in the hat section. But now I got a shield and a sword this week. Next week, I got body armor. Well, now am I making a night section down here with all of that? Or am I trying to fit all of these into these different categories I made in my mind while trying to remember where they are so I can quickly get them? Because as your orders get more intense, you have to do more things. Like I said, you're this little square pixel man. You go around picking up all these 
other little square items. So they kind of attach to you and you become like a Tetris piece. So not only do you have to find the stuff, grab the stuff, then you have to navigate through the warehouse that has all these blocks of things as you're trying to like weave your weird Tetris self around through to get to the people to deliver it faster. Because when you deliver it nice and fast, they give you gold stars at the end of the week, you can turn those in for upgrades. Now you got a dash. Now you can, you know, turn yourself 90 degrees this way and that. Now you can carry more pieces that attach to you. That's the best description of it. It's a simple game about organizing stuff and delivering it under a time limit. But if you like messing around with how you think about things and categorizing things according to what works for you, because this game is all about what you make it. If you just want to, things that are square go here and things that are round go here. Cool. But if you want to analyze it and pull all the little strings and optimize your roots and optimize your abilities and do all that stuff, I feel like this is the game for me. It's free on Xbox Game Pass right now. So if you ever want to try it, try it for free. But it's available now for PlayStation. I believe it's on iOS, PC, every single thing under the sun. I think it's out for Switch too. This seems like my kind of game. Cute little indie game with some groovy music, all about doing stuff inside your head to make sure the stuff that happens on the screen is optimized correctly. It's Wilmot's Warehouse, everybody. Go be a little worker man. It's great. You know, we all love being worker men and women and whatnot. We all love it. That's what we want to do with our lives in video games and real life. Just be little worker bees doing our thing. See, I Gosh, knew you would no. I knew you would say that. But there's <laughs> I mean seriously if you watch the gameplay you you'll get it. Like when you see uh-huh. somebody doing some pretty cool gameplay of it or when he's got like the big string of stuff attached to him and he's like this weird like amoeba of blocks and they're wiggling it around to fit through all the things oh it's just there's something really satisfying about it i almost went supply in the military all right you know i, I was i was always gonna you be could have been wilmot in the warehouse i was gonna sit there and just where's all the armor go where's all the ammunition go i would have been him but i didn't so i digress that's a future that never happened. That's an alternate reality of me. And you know what? In in that alternate reality, you and I probably redeem all the shift codes that we get for Golden Keys. I bet we do. For Borderlands Game of the Year Edition and Borderlands 3. Courtesy of the Borderlands show and our favorite person in the world, Randy Varnell, he gave us three Golden Keys in Borderlands 3. Did you redeem them? I know you didn't. No, no, don't even say it. I didn't either. But in that alternate reality, we'd get... Shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 3 and Game of the Year Edition. And we'd hit up the Twitter, the Reddit, the forums, the Instagram, hit up our preferred shift code provider and get ourselves some free loot in two fantastic games. God bless. So you mentioned Randy Vernell, and that was a perfect segue, except I'm not taking it. Yeah, I'm we gonna can't beeline do it, yet. it out. We're not doing it yet. We're beelining <laughs> out of that. And I want to say two things. We're putting an asterisk up. So exactly. remember when Don't we come worry. back to We're asterisk back. world. Exactly. For the moment, I want to cover the fact that not only one actor but two actors have been cast this week mm-hmm. for the Borderlands movie done by Lionsgate and Eli Roth. It's going to be crazy. I, I'm, my mind is blown. Jamie Lee Curtis has been cast as Tannis. All right? That's crazy. So, first off, I like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Awesome actress. She's super cool and everything she's done. I really enjoy her. However, I'm like, whoa, that's weird because I never pictured Tannis to be you know, an older individual. So. Right. That's kind of a weird spin on it, but I'm willing to go there. I'm mm-hmm. totally down with it. And then today, before the show, they went, we want to welcome Jack Black as Claptrap. And I went, you got me. All right, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got me. I like Jack Black. 
the things he does, he's so weird. He's so out there. He's always just doesn't even make sense half the time. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect to me. I'm like, Claptrap, it's just freaking ridiculous. doesn't make sense. No one likes him. It's just bonkers. Uh-huh. Here it is. I think Jack Black has what it takes. And you know what, Jim Frodo? We love you. We love you to death. I wish you could have been there. But we all knew that they were going to pick a, you know, a Hollywood, a movie individual to do this spot. Even though it's CG, as I, well, I imagine it's going to be CG. Right. And then with Jack Black's voice. But this has potential. I'm super stoked. The uh, the actors and actresses they're pulling for this movie, I'm like, this has a shot. This has a shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's even going to be Borderlands at the end of this, but the movie itself, I feel like, is going to be fun. That that was one thing I wanted to touch on, because we, we've all seen the people on Twitter going, oh my God, how could you cast this person as that? It's not even Borderlands anymore. And we've said on the show, I've definitely said, I like new twists on things. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. But I agree. I think I, I like Jamie Lee Curtis a lot, too. I was going to say how she's going to play Tannis is weird, but how's Kate Planchette going to be Lilith as a thief? Lilith. How's mm-hmm. small Kevin Hart going to be Roland? They're Roland as a big buff, take charge, handle business kind of guy. But Jack Black as Claptrap is perfect. You said it. I love Jim Feronda, too. I really wish he could have gotten that cool big role to work with all these other actors. But as everyone said, these are two different universes. He's claptrap in the games. This is the movie in real life or CG or however it's going to be. You can't get better for annoying, ridiculous, over-the-top, making people hate him because he's so weird and wacky and goofy. You can't get any better at that than Jack Black, other than maybe Kevin Hart, but he's already your Roland. So, mm-hmm. Or maybe they do like a body switch type of thing, like Jumanji all over again. Oh my goodness. But... I think it's great casting. I think people are just so upset about, this is the Borderlands I know. That's not my Borderlands. Hashtag not my Borderlands. I mean, it might not be your Borderlands, but I have a feeling it's going to be a good Borderlands. I do too. This is ramping up to kind of be like super awesome for me. With everything going on, I'm just like, man, this is sounding like more fun and more fun as we go. Yeah. I can't wait. I hope that they actually get rocking and rolling soon. But, of course, they still have many more characters mm-hmm. to casting to get into play. So it's no, it's not anytime soon. I'll probably be dead before the movie's out. So at the end of the day, it probably doesn't even matter for me. But, <laughs> hey, right now I'm here, and I will say I look forward to it. You know what, Eric? Even if you do die, you might rise from your grave. Just like Tales of the Borderlands, because it's coming back February 17th on all the online platforms. You can play it on your old-gen systems and your current-gen systems. One of my very favorite pieces of any kind of Borderlands media, Tales from the Borderlands, is awesome, was awesome, has such great characters. Like they said on the Borderlands show, people who haven't even played it, you don't even know who Loaderbot is, so get out of my face. Freaking Fran Mirabelle the third, you don't even know Loaderbot! Greg Miller said it! Oh my god! He said, you don't even know who Loderbot is. Get out of here. Go jump off a bridge. Just go <laughs> jump off a bridge. Do us all a favor. Him, not you, listeners. Just like just like in the Borderlands show. Just him. Yeah. You all are just okay. Him. But if exactly. you all haven't played it, you need to play it. People who don't even like Borderlands say it's amazing. Yeah. That's how amazing it is. It's a great story. It's a great time. It's freaking phenomenal. So much fun. So much heart involved. You can't miss it. And you know what? The fact if you did, it's sad because they, they were given away back in the day. They were True. given that thing away at the end of the day. So, you know what? You have no excuse, especially now that it's coming back February 17th. 
get out there and buy it. It's on everything except the Switch, which is super weird to me. Yeah. Why Why not the Switch? It can totally run it. Dude, if you could be playing that at work on your lunch hour. Oh, I'd play it again. 100%. Hands down. Totally check it out. It's so worth your money. It's unbelievable. I I I, I can't I, – I'm, I'm tempted to just go play it again because, of course, yeah. I have it on my PC right now. I can go click the button. It's actually right there. Mm-hmm. I can go click it and I can just play it. I'm like, man, <laughs> I, I am so tempted to do that. But – there's so much else to do. Right. So, unfortunately, I think for right now, we're going to have to push pause on that idea and keep moving forward. Because I haven't even stepped into Godfall in a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I, I got, you know, I'm over here, oh, I'm going to play some games. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. I just got to a whole new environment. I haven't touched it again. And I'm like, Eric, come on, brother. You got to do this. Let's get in there. Get get Godfall some action. Get it, get it some love. Especially since they did like a primal update, apparently. I didn't even hear about this. Matt has just shined a light on something I'm totally ignorant to because apparently I'm so sequestered in my little world and I'm not paying attention. I have the exact same boat as you. I was sitting there one day going like, oh man, what do I play? Oh, I should probably get in some Rogue Legacy or something. It was the one day I turned my PS5 on. I think it was right, maybe right before I updated it so we could play Division 2. And I was like, oh, man, I got to play something. And I scrolled over and I saw Godfall and I went, damn it, Godfall, how did you fall off the map? And through no fault of your own, I just bounced off you somehow. I need to get back in there and play that. I need to be getting in there. And then today, like two minutes before we got on the show, like literally, hey, the Primal Update is live. Oh, what's that? Oh, now we've read, redone the Tower of Trials. We've got new Dreamstone things. We've got a million quality of life fixes. we got a whole new Primal loot tier, which doubles all the stats of the non-Primal versions. Now they have, if you were at Endgame, now they have Ascension levels, which is basically like your light levels and your precious Destiny 2. So you can level Ooh. up even after the main game. Once you've capped out, you can get even stronger and more powerful. There's a new vendor who will trade crafting items for really cool stuff, and it refreshes every time you kill a Dreamstone or you do a story mission. they got all kinds of stuff coming to Godfall. I was amazed... Because I haven't seen a lot from Godfall lately. I mean, I scroll through the Twitter account, you know, the show Twitter, and I, boom, today, like 14 tweets all about it. Hey, check out our patch notes. And I clicked and I went, this is like, this is like back in the day patch notes, a million things, millions of fixes and millions of updates and all kinds of good stuff. If you're in that Godfall, you need to be jumping on this primal update and having a great time. I know you are already. If you're a chump like the two of us, I felt so bad. I thought, man, I need to play this game and look at all the hard work they're putting into it still. I'm super twisted, though, because, of course, there was the whole issue where they were going to be delayed uh, for the uh, console launch. So I went ahead and got it for PC and started playing on PC. Well, then my brother gets a hold of me the other day and he goes, Hey, man, I'm totally thinking about buying uh, Godfall on PS5. You know, it looks really good. Friend told me it's really cool and a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Just a good good sink of time, you know? And I went, Oh, yeah, okay, cool, man. Yeah, you do what you do, brother. You know, do what you do. And he goes, Well, I might wait till there's like a few bucks off. You know, I'm sure they'll do like a 10, 20% off or something here pretty soon. Yeah. And I went, Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. It'll probably happen. He goes, Yeah, as soon as it happens, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. Pick it up. It's going to be great. I went, should I just, like, wait? I mean, because then I could play on PS5 and just, Mm -hmm. like, get trophies and do all this stuff. I only made it to the second realm, so, I mean, like, it wouldn't take me that long to catch back up to where I was. I could just wait and play this on the PlayStation 5 and get get trophies and feel cool and play it on the system. I really like playing it on anyway because, you know, that's just what I'm used to playing. Mm -hmm. Plus, 
it has all the you know the big dog stuff that the PlayStation Five can offer. Whereas my laptop is is nice. It looks really gorgeous, but it, it doesn't have ray tracing and stuff. Whereas PS Five has ray tracing and stuff. Oh man, maybe I should wait. So here I am now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in a pickle because I'm like I need to just play. I was I was having a good time. It was fun. It was decent. Let's get in there and rock it. But then I probably was like, no, man, just wait till your brother gets it and then restart it and just go all through on the PS5. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I do? I don't know. I you don't know. Get it right now and play it with me. Don't even wait for I him. Know. Just get it now. We can play it on Friday nights. We, we no, don't need to be playing that Division 2. We need to be playing some Godfall. Listen, you shut your little mouth. That Division 2 is so much fun. <laughs> don't you tell me. Division 2. Oh. So much fun. What a great game that game is. This is not a podcast about that game, though. Correct. I'm telling you, what a great game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know when I diss on Division 2, it breaks your little heart there, Eric. And speaking of broken hearts, the Broken Hearts Day event is back in Borderlands 3, running from the 11th, which is right now as we're recording this, through the 25th. And if you go, man, Matt, I don't know. I don't like broken hearts. I did all that. I unlocked all the stuff. Well, guess what, sucker? Now they've recolored all the stuff you could unlock. You got new recolored weapon trinkets and the skins and all this other jazz. And then, hey, you know that wedding invitation sniper rifle that you thought was the hot stuff? And you go, oh, man, I wish I could have that at max level. Now you can, sucker, because now it will level up to 65 with you. You can have a great time in the Broken Hearts Day event, just like you did last time, except now it'll be this time. It'll be even better. And not only will it max up to you, but you can get on Mayhem maxed out. You can get it to the best of the best, to the scale to the bestest of the bestest. All right? That wedding invitation scaled up to Max Mayhem level. I shudder. I shudder to think what it'll do to them bad guys. I'll tell you what. It'll be smoking them. And you're going to be out there just handling business, having the best of times, just like the Gearbox devs out there on the Twitter going, we're having the best of times and Bracer Group's the best. So we're hiring a Gearbox because that's what they tell me. I keep seeing it all over the place. They're like, man, we're moving to bigger and better, crazier things. Come work at Gearbox. We're ramping up for some cool stuff. So I don't know what the cool stuff is, but I'm telling you right now, the devs at Gearbox are telling you that they are hiring in all sorts of positions and they are ramping up for some big, cool stuff, which we already told you was going to happen, which Embracer Group and Gearbox told you was going to happen. They got the money. They're just going full steam ahead. Hiring folks left and right. Going to be working on some cool projects. I don't know what they are, but Gearbox is up to some cool stuff. And I thought y'all should know. Now, you're talking about them being up to cool stuff in the future. I'm going to talk about them being up to cool stuff just right around the corner. In exactly just over a month, we're going to be playing the Director's Cut update in Borderlands 3. Because the Borderlands show showed up and they showed out. With that director's cut stuff. And I'm going to say, right off the bat, they did it again, Eric. They did it again. They did it again. I knew they would. I knew they would, but it made me sad. And they were like, hey, we're three talking heads in boxes with a cool background. I went, all right. And then they went, we're one giant head in in the frame. I can't deal with it. Too big of a face. And then they went back to three heads. And they went, oh, hey. Hey, Mitsu, how's it going? And he went, hey, guys, I'm a big Mitsu face. And it was just too much. It, they did it to Randy Varnell, too. I couldn't yeah, deal with it. Best. Too many big faces. I don't like a big face. The big face thing, it's weird. Don't do it. Stop with the big face. It scares me. 
okay? Keep keep in that one frame in the center of the screen. Just make the frame bigger. Don't make a big face. I can't handle a big mm-hmm. face. No big faces, folks. But yes, they got together. They had a great time. The Borderlands show exists. It came back. And it gave us all sorts of wonderful news about the director's cut coming out. Oh, I guess first and foremost, it's the open raid boss. Mm-hmm. It's here, boys and girls. You know that door on Pandora? It's going to open, and there's a boss behind it. Surprise. We Like, you didn't know uh-huh. that this was going to eventually happen. You know? But it did. All right? It did happen. It's finally coming, and it's a weird, silly name that I didn't, I didn't really understand. I was like, Hemovorous. Yeah. Hem- hemo, hemo, like hemoglobin, okay. like blood. Like- oh, like blood. Oh, because it's like a varka, and it like sucks your blood. Hemo. I was a little sad because as soon as they went, open raid boss, I went, okay. I mean, we expected that. And I went, well, Eric and I will never beat it. And they went, hey, it's a big Varkid. And I went, Eric and I hate fighting Varkids. And then they went, uh-huh. hey, it costs 500 Iridium to open that door. And I went, mm-hmm. I'm going to waste all my Iridium. And then I went, I have a million stockpiles of Iridium because I never spend it anyway. So that, that at least is that not that bad. That part was fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. They didn't really discuss, though, like if this was a mandatory full party raid. Right. Or if it was going to be scaled whatsoever. They didn't imply it was going to be scaled. So I'm going to assume that it's not and that you're going to want a four-party raid. The only thing they said with the word scaled in it was it'll be scaled like a takedown. So maybe that means you and I can futz our way through it with our good builds and Mr. Beef and stuff. Because we could force our way through the takedowns. We did uh-huh. it. I don't know what that means. Like, well, will I mean, they scale like majorly, majorly? Or we know technically we can because all bosses were able to be soloed at some point in time. So uh, if we have the right builds and if we're overpowered enough or whatever, we'll be able to do it. Yeah. But my, you know, my question was, how easy is it going to be? You know right, what I mean? Because, right. like you said, me and you with raid bosses in the old Borlands typically didn't work out. You know, Terramorphous was kind of the exception. Pyro Pete wasn't too crazy. Yeah, we almost that got was about Pyro it. Pete. Just, mm-hmm. just the two of us. Yeah. With that, I'm excited, but I'm also nervous because if we go in there and just get absolutely wrecked, yeah, you know, that's definitely going to be like, oh, well. The cycle continues. Mm-hmm. The one thing that gives me hope is that they specifically said many times there will be mechanics. There will be phases. And you and I both know that that has the possibility of letting even idiots like us progress and do things. Here's the part where you got to jump on the things. Here's the part where you got to hit the switches. Here's the part where one of you has to run around the lava pit to kite them all around there while the other one drops rocks on his head or whatever. That'll give us a chance. As long uh-huh. as as long as the mechanics are mechanical mechanics and not just the mechanic is shoot him a lot before he enrages and kills you, I have hope. And I'm hoping for that too. They've showed us they can do it with several bosses now in Borderlands 3. Yeah. So hopefully they do it with this one too. And then that way me and you can have some fun, actually beat him, and get the best loot in the game. Because mm-hmm. that's what they said, that this raid boss will have some of the best loot in the game. Period. Point blank. You got to do it. And that has me super excited because that's an easy way. Just walk up, 500 radium, bing, bang, boom, beat the boss, and you're walking away with some sweet loot. I like it. Now, you're talking about easy ways to get sweet loot. I'm excited about some other stuff here in this Director's Cut DLC, and that's the vault cards. Because this sounds like 
I mean, it basically sounds like a battle pass, kind of, where you'll get daily and weekly challenges. So if you're going into Borderlands 3 and you're completing all these challenges, you're going to unlock cosmetics and gear and fun stuff for doing the stuff that you're in Borderlands 3 to do already. Kill this many COV enemies, all right? I'm going to the COV hut. I'm going to... Necrodefeo, because you got to kill Guardians. i got to kill the Maliwan troops. I'm going to Promethea. It'll give aimless folks like us, who've already done everything, hey, man, we're going to pop on Borderlands 3, see what the dailies are tonight. We're going to drink a lot of beers. We're going to shoot a lot of stuff. We're going to have a lot of fun. And we're going to easily, because we're doing stuff we would have already done anyway, unlock cool heads and skins and loot, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, I was super stoked to see this, because it's, as you said, on the nights we play Borderlands, we're typically going to the story again because, you know, while we're drinking beers, that's like an easy focus. This will provide us another opportunity to be endgame and stay focused because we'll have the dailies to wrap up. And then to keep us playing for that extra couple hours that we need to while we're drinking beers, it's the weekly. So a weekly is designed to typically give you something to do, well, throughout the week to finish up and get your really cool piece of gear, experience, etc., But being that we'll have hours that we're drinking beers and playing, we can probably accomplish it within that Mm -hmm. one night. So we'll be able to smash through those and get great great loot, good experience, the whole nine yards. And then, like you said, on top of it all, if you want to play solo or do something on our own, they're going to be there every single day because that's what they are, dailies, and then your one weekly. It's really nice that there's going to be like a purpose now to log in every day and have fun. And another thing I love about it, and they did mention it just a little bit on the Borderlands show, was talking about those dailies. And, you know, maybe the daily is something that you don't do a lot. You know, get critical hits with sniper rifles or something. And they talked about how, well, you know, if you're kind of in a rut in Borderlands, this is my play style and that's what I do. Maybe when you see those dailies, you're like, oh, I'm going to branch out a little bit. I'm going to experiment. And that, that struck a chord inside my heart and my head. And I went, man, because I just finished playing it not too long ago. I went, man, Battleborn did that perfectly. You'd log in, you'd have your three quests a day, and it would say, hey, win three matches as an LLC Battleborn. Oh, man, I don't play LLC a lot. You know what? It's time for some Phoebe. It's time for some Khalees. It's time for a game of Isaac. Oh, boom, I got rewards for that. What's the next one? Win three as a rogue? Oh, man, I never play rogues. Oh, let me be Pendles. Let me do this. Let me do that. Oh, now I'm starting to love these characters that I never played. Maybe it's going to be the same here in Borderlands. Hey, you know, spend five minutes total today inside Iron Bear. Well, shoot. I guess I better load up a Moe's. I guess I better be playing Moe's. Throw out this many orb things as Amara. Well, shoot. I better load up my Amara and have some fun to level up. Perfect. Speaking of perfect, not only do you get to go have dailies, weeklies, etc. and keep your story fresh, keep your game fresh, keep you having fun with stuff you wouldn't normally do, while you're doing it, they've added a whole bunch of new fresh skins to the game. And of course, not only just like reskins or colors, but a whole new set. Just like they did previously with the uh, designer's cut, the director's cut has a whole new, whole new slew of stuff. And I, I fell apart. I went, mm-hmm. I need Moe's back. I need Moe's back because that Moe's uh-huh. skin is wonderful. It is beautiful. It is perfection. And I went, oh, I got to get, I got to figure out that crossover because I cannot let Moe's just die over on the PS4. Can't do it. I was a little sad when I looked at it and I saw, I saw a big beefy flack and then my eyes were immediately drawn to everyone like, 
ripped up everybody's buff psychos with their abs hanging out and all their buff arms. And I went, damn. But then I looked back at Flack again and I saw the chains and I saw the big fur and I was like, all right, Flack looks badass too. I'm I'm, going to take that. Me and Mr. Beef will be running around looking absolutely nuts, just brutal and wild and crazy. I mean, he does look okay. But of course, like I said, Moe's looks stupid good. And I I just want to play Moe's again. But... Me and you are playing the new playthrough, so Zane's going to be my man. So I get to look like kind of like a skinnier Krieg, I guess, which yeah. is pretty cool. And I'm down for that, so whatever. So while you're doing that, you get to have the new skins, having a great time. And then on top of it, they went, that's not all, folks. We got a whole brand new detective side mission gig going. Ava decided to start up a podcast, and she wants to do this whole detective mystery thing. And I'm like, okay. All right, here it is, everybody. This is where Third Shift's going to get some shine. Yes! This is where we're going to get some shine. Exactly! Gearbox, they know. They love us. They're out there. They got a twinkle in their eye for the old Third Shift. They're going to put something in here with your boys, Matt and Eric. Gotta. Gotta be. I knew it. As soon as they said it, and then Greg Miller went, Oh, I'll do a podcast. And I went, No, you don't, dude. I do a podcast. Eric does a podcast. We've had Gearbox people on our podcast. They know. They already shouted us out once in the handsome jackpot with Don't Forget to Spend. Now they're shouting us out the entire way along. We'll be your co-host. She won't talk to us, but like, hey, Matt and Eric, it's me, Ava, and I'm off doing the thing. And I'll be like, yep, you got that right. And then maybe they'll have like two psychos just jabbering like morons at the very last one. Hey, Matt and Eric, what do you think? <laughs> Perfect. That's us. That's that's the best. I have confidence. That's what I think. It's gonna it's gonna be like two psychos or something doing something goofy. Yeah. And we're gonna get our little our little shtick, our little shine in the sun. And I, I'm so excited about it. I know you got our backs, Randy Varnell. Fist bump. Pow. That's that's for you, buddy. And not only that, I am excited about it because they're having this new content in new areas on planets and maps that we've already explored. New story content, yes, you got me. New things to go through, yes, you got me. New areas to explore, yes, you got me. I'm not just running through the same halls and just picking up echo tapes. No, there's new things that, talking about like going into crime scene areas and doing a crime scene analysis investigation. I was going to say, it's a whole new mechanic. Yeah. You're going to go in and do like the whole crime scene deductive reasoning sense thing going on where you're going to piece together the spots and do all the stuff. And as you said, with the new environments, they've strategically made it so like you'll be going down certain angles and stuff. So you'll see stuff pertaining to the detective mystery and everything going on. We saw like their noir kind of thing with Battleborn Mm -hmm. and, you know, the music and the mood. And they said they were definitely going for the detective thing here. Uh And they said, I don't remember who said, to be honest with you, because I read a couple articles and, of course, watched the Borderlands show. But somebody said that there's some cool noir music going on, beats happening while this is all playing. And I went, this has the potential to be just fantastic Mm -hmm. and of course as randy vernell told you they really wanted to kind of give you another side of ava to get you deeper into her storyline to kind of flesh her out a little bit more because the people were split a lot of people said ava was just annoying they didn't like her why is she like becoming some main character in the 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 universe and others did like her but they want to make sure you understand she's awesome we got to pop off on a tangent rant here what's the problem with ava Like, when they had Randy Varnell on at the end of the show, I was like, sweet. I love Randy Varnell. I can't wait for him to just 
go hog wild about story or this or that or anything. And all, literally everything they asked him was, uh, how does it feel to have created Ava who sucks? Uh, here's a mailbag question. Uh, why is Ava the worst ever? What? <laughs> what? I don't remember like loving Ava when I played it, but I don't remember hating Ava and thinking she was the worst thing that's ever happened to a Borderlands game. What's the deal with this? I don't know. I don't know either because for me, Ava was what Ava was. She was a teenager who was asking stupid questions, doing silly things. Like you said, she wasn't my favorite character, but she was what I thought she would probably be in an annoying teenager screwing things up. She was a character who was chosen for this thing, and she didn't really want to do it, and then she grew into, well, all this crazy stuff happened all around me, so I guess I'm going to take up the mantle. That's a story yeah. that's been told a million times. And her echo logs when you went to Athena was awesome. Yeah. I'm trying to hide my, my journal, this or that, da, da, da. All that was fun. It was entertaining. It was cool little gossip and silly things you'd think some teenager would probably spout off. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was on point. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I will say overall, like, she wasn't the coolest character ever, but that's because she's a teenage girl who is just being an idiot, and that's what teenagers are. They're idiots. Let's just be honest. Oh, I don't understand it. Right? <laughs> yes, I, I agree with you. It's the truth. She was exactly what she was supposed to be. I, yeah. don't, I don't really understand why you're mad. Not like I'm saying this in a bad way, but that's a character archetype that everybody's seen in everything else. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. What's with all the hate? Hey, at the end of the day, Third Shift's excited. Third Shift is all about these detective missions. I'm all about hanging out with Ava. I hope they really do, as Randy Varnell said, flesh her out a little bit more, get you to understand who she is, why she is, the whole nine yards. And on top of it, tell a really cool, fun detective podcast story, mm -hmm. in which case we get to laugh and have a great time. And I'll tell you this, Randy Varnell, please, if you haven't done it already, get a kazoo in there. I want to hear Oscar <laughs> Mike. <laughs> playing that kazoo you know what i mean you know what i mean what i'm kind of hoping is that obviously you're going to different planets and exploring uh -huh. different pieces of it what i'm hoping is like each planet has its own like theme so one is uh -huh. like super total noir and maybe one is this or that or you know super realistic or supernatural on this planet i can't wait to see what they can come up with because we've seen with borderlands with battleborn with everything they do how creative they are, and how deep into the scenarios and themes they can get, and how amazing it always is. Can't wait for it. But another thing that I can't wait for is the other thing they kind of glossed over it. They talked about it a little bit on the Borderlands show, but also in this director's cut. What do you think about when you think of the director's cut of a movie? Oh, man, like uh, alternate scenes, cut content, bloopers, concept art. That's going to be in here, too. I love it. When video games do behind the scenes, like director's commentary or alternate cuts or talk about things that they were going to put in, but they didn't. I love when they do that. They're going to do that here. And then bloopers. I can't wait to hear some gag reels from some of these crazy lines that characters are saying or hearing voice actors just losing it in the booth. I can't wait for that, too. So that was super exciting. And I was like, yeah. But Matt, that's not even it. Because they implied that there was even more stuff. Yeah. You know, that it's coming, that they couldn't talk about, you know, Greg did the whole joke like, and Greg, stop talking, you can't say anymore. Mm -hmm. So, besides what we've just talked about, besides the bloopers, cut content, concept art, concept art etc., it, it seems like there's something something else behind there. Yeah. Not only that, but of course then, uh, there was the, the, the whole uh, Twitter about how there's going to be a patch that comes with it. That's got all sorts of really crazy, you know, crazy cool things coming with it too. So I'm like, 
So there's content that we haven't even talked about for Director's Cut. There's the the bloopers, content cuts, concept art, everything else that they, you know, kind of glossed over. But it seemed like they didn't really want to talk about too much because they were going to probably release more later. And a giant patch coming with it that's going to change a bunch of things. So I'm like, this is cool. This is crazy. Yeah. I'm excited. There's a lot of stuff happening and coming to Borderlands. Absolutely. Hey. It's a great time to be a Borderlands fan, Eric. I was, I knew you. I knew you'd come to bat. Knock it out of the park. Look at it go. So I think that's pretty much all there was in the Borderlands show. All the stuff for us to gush about. What about you out there in podcast listener land? What are you looking forward to the most in the director's cut? What do you want to see? Are you looking forward to when that cartels event starts up again? You can get an OPQ system oh, at the coming. max level and then never play with any other gun in your whole life because I'm looking forward to that too. Oh my goodness. Let us know anything you're looking forward to, any kind of good stuff via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And yes, I hear you out there. I hear your one little voice out there. I hear your wife and your kids are yelling at you, but I hear you going, hey, hey. I sent through some mailbag questions. It's been a big, busy show, sir, Sir Howard. But we'll start getting to them mailbag questions right around the corner. I promise you. I promise you. Oh, don't you worry. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. We'll dissect it and eat it up just like we eat up them wonderful donations over at that Patreon. You can, too, head over there. Consider throwing us one buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks because... We treat it just like a little old tip jar. You like what you hear. You like what we're doing. We encourage you to go over there. Throw us a buck, any kind of bucks. It helps us keep the lights on, paying the bills, doing the pod beans, all the stuff. That keeps the podcast running and keeps us from having to dip in the old pocketbooks and do it ourselves. In which case, the wives, they start eating my fingers, doing all sorts of weird things, and all of a sudden, I don't exist. And well, then Matt's doing the show by himself. It's a weird, it's a weird, crazy thing. We don't want it to happen. So consider that. And if you can't, we do understand, hey, COVID's ravaged the world. We're in like some kind of weird Mad Max thing going on now. You know, year two, don't even know what your friend looks like anymore. I got to cut in. That is true. I don't know what you look like without a headset on. Because when you took it off to leave that I cut out for the show, oh, that's not Eric's head. His head is like double big. Because he's got big white things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's understandable. I get it. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about, folks. It's a sad state of affairs. But if you don't got the money, hey, you can go ahead, go over to Twitch, subscribe, you know, follow, all that good stuff. Give us your Amazon Prime. You can give us mailbag questions just like old Howard did, and we've been avoiding it and, you know, not doing it. But we're going to get to it eventually. You know, you can do that too, and we can avoid you two and get you to you eventually. That'd be great. All sorts of ways to have fun and interact with us. And I will say this. Get over there and give us some five-star ratings. Stop right there. Yeah, I knew you were going to jump in. I was good if you didn't. Oh, look hey. at you. We're double Johnny Foe Jones. Well, I, I got to set this up by saying I got a DM on the Twitter machine not that long ago from a buddy, Ryan Peterson, and he attached. If you haven't seen it, go into our Discord. He did a beautiful 50-character Borderlands pixel art collage of Borderlands characters. That's fantastic. But he DM'd me and said, hey, I also left one of those sweet Five-star reviews for the podcast, if you guys haven't seen it. And I went, oh my god, good sir. I had not seen it. Except I knew Eric saw it. And then I saw it too. And we're ready. We're going to read it out. I'm going to let Eric take this one. 
A delicious five-star review by Ryan P. (laughs) Been on the Patreon for a while, so clearly I like the podcast. Yes, you do, and we thank you so much. (laughs) Indeed we do. (laughs) We thank you so much. I I get emotional. Anyway, definitely a must-listen if you're a fan of Gearbox, but it's also a great place to hear about new indie games. I guess that's Matt. I'm very glad to say that that's part of the show now. That's, I'm very happy that's, that that's, that's Matt, true. You know, and y'all, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. You keep up the great show, and you keep up the great work, Matt. Oh my gosh, thank you, Ryan. Thank it's you. It's amazing. It is. God, you know, eating those five stars. I'll tell you what. I, I tell you guys all the time, but you don't. Some of you don't listen, or maybe some of you can't hear me because you're deaf. That's okay. You know what? I'm a sign language it out. Expertly done, my friend. You can also Did you hear that. You can also, if you are deaf, <laughs> I do upload to the YouTube's. I think it does some auto captions. Maybe I don't know how the stuff works, but if you're out there, give us some love, like our buddy Ryan did. We appreciate you. We appreciate all the listeners, and we appreciate you guys listening to the very next episode on the 18th. You can check it out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription. Any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. Please give us those five stars. Now we're full. Me and Matt, mm, we're full. We oh, feel so good right now. We're full. <laughs> we get to go on the weekend, just mm, satiated. Feels like Thanksgiving all over again. You um, know what I'm saying? We're satiated, folks, but we won't be for very long. So consider throwing us that five-star review. Otherwise, I will feast on you. And until next time, there's nothing else to say but. Don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.